Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Sarah, after I texted you that we have to take a picture of the picket line today, we did not get a picture. I know. I know. But I got a really cute picture of you with Sean and Tony, so. I know. But we even had Violet and Gabby and we didn't get a picture. Oh, my God. I know. Next time we must photograph ourselves. Oops. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today is the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes drag on, thanks to the AMPTP, which Sarah seems more interested in PR than in negotiating from our point of view. We thought it would be a good time to lean into our Take a Hike segment where we talk about mental, physical, and spiritual health. Yes, we're all kind of (laughs) losing it a little at this point. So we have each got a Take a Hike, one about turning a chore into a pleasure and another about goals. And this week's Hollywood hack will make your dog happy. And I have a puzzling recommendation. But first, Sarah, we have an update. The Happier in Hollywood retreat at the Johnny Cash Ranch in Ojai is filling up, but we still have space. For anyone who missed it, we are having a Happier in Hollywood retreat October 20th through 22nd. You can email us for details. As of this recording, there are still a couple of rooms available that could change. So you can either stay at the Johnny Cash Ranch with me or you can get your own accommodations. One of the rooms has two queen beds if there are two friends out there who want to come and bunk together. And Sarah, we cover it all. So it's about meetings with all kinds of people. It's about how to be in the writer's room. We talk about troubleshooting, all kinds of things. And one thing I'm excited about is we have at least one person flying in for this. So this is not just L.A. people. No. And then one thing that's different, I think, about this retreat than the last one, which I'm really excited about, is we're doing a 30-minute Zoom before the retreat with each person who's coming. So we can really, like, dive into each person's particular needs, and then we can tailor things toward that also during the retreat. So yes, I'm excited. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. And I can't wait to just be hanging at the Johnny Cash uh, <laughs> Ranch. So anyway, email us, if I didn't say, at happierinhollywood at gmail.com, and we will send you the details. Okay, let's dive into our take a hikes, Liz. We're just going all mental, physical, and spiritual yes. health today. <laughs> and this one... I would say is definitely mental and with a little spiritual. So we have this rescue dog, Gabby, and she has 
an eye issue that we need to deal with and put medicine in twice a day, and it's a process. So we have magically been turning that chore into a pleasure. So that's my hack. Turn a chore into a pleasure. What we do is sit on the couch, Violet and I, because it's kind of a two-person thing. Somebody kind of has to hold and, and somebody has to do the medicine. And we'll sit on the couch with her. And it's become my favorite time of day because we just like hang out and chat. Well, because you said you have to like put a drop in, wait five minutes, and then do another one. So you can't go anywhere. There's no reason to stop what you're doing when you're going to have to, in five minutes, sit back down again. So you're forced to sit there together. Exactly. And Gabby also, once she knows you're doing the medicine, she'll (laughs) make herself scarce. (laughs) So you really got to settle in. But, you know, I mean— Tweens are not super into sitting and chatting with you. And that enforced time, I'm just finding out all these little things. And it's very quiet because, you know, we do it this way at night. And Violet's in the very chill frame of mind. And it's just become very lovely. So think about a chore that you could turn into a pleasure. And what I like about this is this isn't just a home take a hike. This is something that people can do at work as well. Absolutely, you could do that at work. Yeah, one thing, Sarah, now this is very home, my version of this. When you started talking about this, it made me think of, I have been making Jack scrambled eggs every morning, which is a chore. And you know, I don't cook. I mean, that's the only thing I cook. And I said to him, I feel like such a mom when I'm making scrambled eggs. Mm -hmm. So even though it is a hassle, I kind of turned it into my mom meditation time where I'm just like, this is me being like a June Cleaver. This is what June Cleaver would do. And I love that feeling of just concentrated me being a mom time. And Sarah, speaking of me making scrambled eggs, it reminds me of a great uh, little bit about Bruce Springsteen. Not that I'm any Bruce Springsteen, but in his memoir, he talks about how in order to connect with being a dad instead of a rock star, his Mm -hmm. wife told him to make the kids breakfast. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes, I want I Bruce Springsteen to now have like your a scrambled eggs. breakfast diner. No, mm. something for all of us. <laughs> and then, you know, we were also talking about at work, where are these places where you could bring someone else in? If, for example, you're an assistant on a show that is meeting in an actual room, <laughs> you could get another assistant, get someone else to come in with you and help do that. Because that's a time where it's a very quiet activity that you can actually chat and talk and get to know someone while you're doing it. And there are always those moments in any profession where you just have something that has to be done, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Mm. And you could bring someone in to help that process, that chore, and make it a lot more fun. Yes. Well, let us know if you have chores that you have turned into a pleasure or you think you could turn into a pleasure. Can you make it more social? Can you turn it into a time where you listen to an audiobook? Can you meditate, you know, do your scrambled eggs meditation? What do you do to turn your chore into a pleasure? Coming up, we'll talk about something Liz is doing to help her mental health, but first this break. This 
the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, Sarah, we are back with another Take a Hike segment. This one comes from me. And my Take a Hike this week is, I would say, physical and mental which is to set a goal unrelated to your stressful situation. Okay, this comes directly out of the strike. (laughs) So we have been on strike now for well over 100 days. As you said at the beginning of the podcast, we're all losing it a bit. The stress is mounting. Fear is mounting. We are strong. We are in solidarity. And yet, of course, that does not mean that we are not also struggling with the stress of the strike. Now, let me take it back. I have talked many times about how one of the items on my 23 for 23 list is to do the Fryman 50. We like to do Fryman Canyon. It's a hike. I wanted to do it 50 times. I achieved that goal, and I upped it to, I think, the Fryman 80. Well, now, Sarah, I have decided, I'm announcing it here on Happier in Hollywood, that I have decided to go for the Fryman 100. And that is the goal I am setting that is totally unrelated to my stressful situation. So I just decided I need something to go for that has nothing to do with television writing, that has nothing to do with work, that is just for me about me that doesn't cost me anything financially. It's something that I can achieve, but it's not that easy to achieve because I did some math and I'm like, okay, I'm really going to have to press myself to get to 100 hikes by December 31st. Well, that's my question. Where are you right now? Right now, I think I'm at 66. Okay, and it's September. You're right. I mean, you're going to have to be at Fryman a lot. A lot, yes. (laughs) And the reason I'm suggesting this is because it's a great distraction, okay? The hikes themselves are a great distraction. I can go by myself and listen to a podcast or a book, or more often, I go with a friend, have a lovely chat. It gives me a way to feel like I'm being productive. I mean, we say action is the antidote to anxiety, and this action has nothing to do with the source of my anxiety, but it is taking an action, And then another thing that I love about it, Sarah, and I think you'll relate to this, is that it's really good for me physically during a time when it's very tempting to treat my body like shit. Yes. (laughs) Because we all know that as the stress mounts, it's easier to be unhealthy, right? Yeah. For many of us. 
Oh, absolutely. That's when you go, oh, I really want to eat this thing that I wouldn't, if I weren't stressed, feel so incredibly drawn to. Yes, and I deserve to do this. I deserve that. I deserve this. Well, I'm saying to myself, I deserve to go and walk Fryman Canyon. It helps that the weather is starting to get cooler, in theory. And when I do Fryman, I'm in a better mood to deal with the bad stuff. So that means I'm less likely to snap at somebody I love because I'm stressed. I'm more likely to sit down and work on our novel because my mind is not spinning. Like, there's so many good things. And I think setting the goal is a key. Like, if I just said to you, oh, you know what I'm going to do to deal with the strike? I'm going to do Fryman more. Right. It's not the same as setting a goal. And I question this because there's also picketing, of course, which is a lot of steps but that doesn't serve to get the anxiety out. No, not at all. In the way that doing Fryman does, because obviously while picketing, there's a lot of potentially stressful conversations, a lot of things happening that make the strike more present, which makes sense. Whereas doing Fryman, it feels far away for that time. Yes. And Liz, I have to say, you're inspiring me to up my meditation goal because I've been doing it solidly three times a week. And I think I need to, I don't know, five or seven. Let me, let me contemplate. Obviously seven would be better. And it does help so much with managing anxiety. And as you said, being less reactive, totally different approach to the hiking (laughs) (laughs) approach, but with the same result. (laughs) Well, how long do you meditate for? Do you have a set time? It's not a super long time. And um, three days a week, I do it with Violet. So it's really, then it's only like 10 to 15 minutes. But I, I would like to do half an hour. I feel like half an hour is a really solid meditation time for me. So maybe I'll say two days a week, I'll do half an hour and then the three 15 minutes and and at some point, maybe I'll up it. Okay, so you are setting this goal. So I, I am. am officially setting my Fryman 100 goal. You are setting your five-day-a-week meditation goal. Yes. All right, let's be our accountability partners here. Check in with each other okay. on how this is going. And I want to know... All of you out there, is there a goal you could set for yourself unrelated to your stressful situation that might help? And people, others of you who are on strike, have you done anything like this? I'm curious. I'm I'm guessing others are finding ways to cope, Sarah, that may be similar. So email us at uh, happierinhollywood at gmail.com and tell us about your goals. Coming up, we have a question from the mailroom, but first this break. Liz, we're back with our mailroom segment where we answer a question that comes into our mailroom, and this one is from Lucy. She said, perhaps you've addressed this topic before, but the gist is, how do you have any sense of financial stability as a writer? I'm in my 30s and working in an unrelated field, but have been testing the waters of a career change into the industry, and I just can't seem to figure out how people live without a steady, reliable paycheck and health insurance. 
You mentioned in a recent episode about how you do research for projects like your upcoming book and how you'll travel to Peru once you sell it. And that made me ask myself, what are they living off until they sell it? And how much of a project do you complete before trying to sell it? Do you just live off savings between jobs and have faith that another one will come? I've always had a regular bi-weekly pay stub kind of job and can't figure out the logistics of life without one. I get that starting out, I'm not going to be quitting my day job anytime soon, but I can't seem to figure out how a working writer sustains their basic life. I don't want to glorify the cult of busy and the idea that if you aren't hustling 24-7 and sacrificing sleep and wellness for your dream, you aren't really serious, but I'm starting to be afraid that in a creative field, that's the only path. Thoughts? So many thoughts. So many. Well, Lucy, let me just address the healthcare thing first. We are extremely lucky that as WGA writers, we have health insurance. And it works in a way where if you build up points by earning a certain amount, then when you're not working, you can use points to cover your health insurance. So we have been very lucky in that we have had health insurance since, I think, 2001 or 2000, Sarah. So we don't worry about our health insurance, which is a huge piece of financial stability. But what's interesting about her question, I mean, this question goes to the heart of why we are on strike. I mean, this is exactly it. Because writers who are just starting or who have started recently have not had the consistency to build up those points so that they can keep their health insurance during a time that they're not working. So that safety that we experienced does not exist anymore for writers who are just starting out. So, I mean, that's a 100% valid question, Lucy. And the answer is, uh, for people who are just coming into this career, it's not necessarily great. And hopefully after this strike, it will be better. Yes. And the basic answer to your question is that, yes, we live off our savings. And that's why when anyone gets a job as a writer, we tell them, save, save, save. Because you might go along, especially now, again, with the way the business has evolved or devolved, people are living more and more off of their savings and having to have more and more side hustles. One of the issues in the strike that's been really interesting, which I think we've touched on in the podcast, is that writers are sort of able to maintain the solidarity and their commitment to the strike, partly because they have had to develop side hustles and other sources of income over the last five to 10 years because of the changing business. So they do have other sources of income, whether that be tutoring, copy editing, helping with college essays. I mean, all kinds of things that people do to supplement their income. It could be podcasting for some. (laughs) So it is not something to take on lightly. It is a real mental stress. Sarah, when you and I started out, this was not the case. Right. Well, another thing also that's changed since we started out, and this is true of both writers and actors, is there used to be residuals. You would work on something, and then after you worked on it, it wasn't only the companies who saw income from that. You would continue to get some kind of income, and and more the more successful a project was. And that has just completely gone away. So in the past, people 
we're comfortable that, okay, I've done all this work. I'm going to have some income coming in from residuals, whereas that's just now. I mean, it's pennies compared to, I mean, not even compared to what it used to be. It's literally just pennies. You could have a huge show that's a huge hit and get a three-cent residual check. So that is not enough anymore, and that used to be what people counted on to help carry them through times when they're not working. Yeah. And then, Lucy, for your question about when do we sell something, that really depends. Um, For the novel we're writing, we want to write the whole novel because it's a new thing that we're doing. We don't know how long it will take. We want to put ourselves in the best possible position. So we are going to write the entire novel and rewrite and try to have it in what we consider very good shape. With a show, we usually sell something off a pitch. Now, some people do sell full scripts, but that's pretty unusual still. Normally, you develop a pitch and you pitch it around and then you sell it and then you get paid in stages. So one payment for the story area, another payment for the outline, then for the first draft and then for a rewrite. So it's in stages. And then, of course, when you're working on a show, you get a weekly check. So what I would say is we love being writers. Don't want to discourage you from going down the path. But also, I think it's great that you are thinking about these things because they're a reality. And living not on like a regular income does add a stress to your life that you have to consider if you want to take on. Absolutely. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack, and this is dog-related. You know, I'm a dog person now. Yes. So recently, I talked about us taking a trip to Carmel with Nacho and Daisy, our two corgis, and I was saying that Carmel is famously dog-friendly, and we found a hotel that took dogs, and we went to restaurants that took dogs— Yeah, and a listener wrote in, whose name happens to be Sarah, and told us about the app bringfido.com. It has information about dog-friendly places everywhere, literally all over the country. Hotels, restaurants, services, events, and it makes doing that research so easy. I've used it for road trips, but it never occurred to me to do it to, like, integrate into the fun of a trip. Yes, and Sarah, so... She told us about this, and I immediately went to Bring Fido, and I searched for restaurants in Sherman Oaks, which is where we eat a lot. It's next to Encino, where you can bring dogs. And a list of 26 restaurants popped up right away. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because when we were figuring out our Carmel trip, it took me a lot of time to hone in on where we could take the dogs. And this would have cut down my research by about 80%. So um, I love this app. For all dog people, this is the place we should be spending a lot of time. Yes, (laughs) bringfido.com, and it is an app. And then I have a recommendation this week that is puzzling. I've talked about how I'm getting more and more into puzzles, and I want to recommend specifically Liberty Puzzles. They're wooden puzzles, and a lot of wooden puzzles are so absurdly expensive you can't even contemplate getting one. Liberty Puzzles are reasonable, still expensive, but reasonable, but they bring a tremendous amount of joy with them. I just finished the Frida Kahlo's studio puzzle. I mean, they're just magical. It's They have all of these whimsical pieces that you go through them. As you're doing the puzzle, you're 
immensely overwhelmed by how cool they are. And then I loaned the puzzle to a friend to do, and she just looked at the pieces. She literally looked at the pieces for two days, and then she put it together, and then she kept it together, and then she took another two days to take it apart because it's so intricate and beautiful and so wonderfully done. So check out if you're looking, if you need a little spike of joy in your life right now, as many of us do, check out Liberty Puzzles. They're so beautiful. Love this. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love hearing from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. That's also where you can email us to get more information about our writer's retreat, October 20th through 22nd. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at Liz Craft, and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Kraft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. If, for example, you're an assistant on a show that is meeting in an actual room... You could get someone to help you clean the boards, whether it's another assistant or or a writer. Like have someone, if maybe it's there's a writer you want to know. What is that realistic? Would that happen? No. Okay. Um <laughs>